0: Good morning, pilgrims and travelers, on a funny path of life, another one bite the dust. Uh, <laughs> the recording went again went away, somehow it stopped. Anywho, I guess I'm still not learning my lesson about not recording. Well, I'm using several uh, applications at the same time. Anchor at one point somehow shut itself down, I don't know why. But anywho, regardless, I guess a little practice to warm, to warm my mind muscle. So, I am, uh, well, I've been out of Santander for a while now, but, uh, yeah, spent the day, pretty much all afternoon, arrived early, it was about noon, a little too early to check in, took the boat to the ferry, you know, they talked about uh, the train track that you could somehow railroad track i guess where you could uh go on there but anyway i ended up taking the ferry which was fine uh i was uh barefoot because in guemets uh towards uh, somo which is the last time before you take the ferry to santander uh i ended up on a beach a little off the camino but you're following the water so it doesn't matter and so i was like of course i took my shoes off and Enjoyed the cool water and the sand and then it was like well, I have only a few kilometers left, no need to uh put the shoes back on. So I ended up walking and of course getting a lot of attention, you know. There is this uh I'm assuming a lot of people would more than likely recognize the pilgrim, but you know, barefoot is definitely not your everyday sighting. So uh, I think I mean. Oh yeah, I, I did mention something. I was thinking about something else. So anyway, uh I guess a couple of silly things. I ended up in that kind of uh pedestrian commercial street, like Rue Sainte Catherine in Bordeaux, where you have all those shops and no cars. And then I stopped there to chat with Asparagus. I was about to go to to course or like a three week vacation. And uh, so I didn't zip up my one of my shorts pocket well and one of my headset uh, got dropped. So hoping that somebody will get good use out of it. Several hours later, I ended up kind of retracing my steps, you know, just in case, took a little walk anyway in town. Not much, you know, it doesn't really, it's not really appealing. But he wasn't there, which was fine. And, uh, after talking to Asparagus, I, uh, went and checked in and met Alejandro, a very, very handsome and sweet young man that I really enjoyed uh, interacting with and, uh, definitely was definitely interested as well because <laughs> I had to find, uh, <laughs> it was tricky to get out of it basically at some time because those were kind of long conversations for me, and at one point I kind of wanted to chill. But, you know, something that I'm still struggling, you know, kind of creating segues and ways to transition. And even more so when when you enjoy it. But I did want to have some downtime, which is part of the reason why I got into the RBMB. But I really did enjoy talking to him. He seems like a very curious young man. He's uh, traveled quite a bit. And uh, also into nature, so we had quite a few things in common. And he seems, he seemed very curious about my uh, my lifestyle, which of course, you know, a lot of people are because it is uh, definitely atypical what I'm doing. So it was very very enjoyable. It reminded me of uh, Eric Nielsen, Eric Nielsen, who was uh, Glenda's nephew, I guess my nephew-in-law while i was married to her and uh capoeira capoeira. isn't like a capoeira i think it's like a brazilian uh, kind of martial art kind of a dance if i'm not mistaken anyway sorry it's a van that shows that so anyway so we had a very very nice time it was a great host uh you know the place was kind of you know was a kind of a small apartment i mean well not that small that would be too big for me but he has a roommate and of course he has a room for uh for B. but really having such a wonderful human company makes you realize even more so you know how, how not that important you know the actual surrounding is you know you have a roof you know you have a safe roof over your head you know, we had water, there was a washing machine, you know, kitchen. I mean, all those things that I need. Good functioning internet. But, you know, I have been in Airbnb, which were, like in uh, Merida. That was very, very, very nice. You know, coming in was like, wow, a very nice studio. But uh, to have nice company was definitely a lot more not worthy, if you know what I mean. And... uh I also met his roommate, uh, John, Juan, yeah, sweet guy, yes, que oh, yeah, are you okay? It's okay, it's okay, oh, you are not happy, sorry, it doesn't look like he's doing good, sorry, come on, are you gonna attack me, are you gonna attack me, yeah, yeah, okay, yo, you're biting. Alright. I'm sorry, but you... <laughs> oh, this is a... <laughs> Come on! <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough. I'm not sure what's going on. I think he might be hurting. Something feels awful. So anyway, made his roommate, sweet guy as well. But definitely not the same. Anywho, uh, talking to uh, Alejandro, uh, the Camino changed. <laughs> one more time right i guess in the last two days that's been uh quite a quite a few uh 100 no not 180 but uh hello mr ram and some goats how you doing so he's telling me about the it's either called le bagnago, le bagnago Um it's a camino that i will catch two days from here in san vicente de la barquera i think it's called and then I'm going to go south. And I'm going to go through the peaks of Europa, which is a region of Cantabria. So it's a you know, mountainous region. So basically kind of like the Basque country. So Alejandro told me that the mountains here are taller. <laughs> so I'm going to get off the North Camino. And I'm going to do... It's going to be about 11 days. Doing it nicely, basically. Not rushing. And... Uh, And then I'm going to land to Las Mancias de las Mulas, which is a town 19 kilometers before Leon, which I know quite well, because in 2019, I stayed there when uh, the night before I started my 24-hour walk, which is, anyway, which led me to the Iron Cross. So I'm pretty sure I won't stay in a municipal albergue. There's some nice, uh, looks like a couple of decent one private and, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm gonna be indulging a little more in some private albergues, which is still a relatively a little, so much cheaper than regular lodging. And so then we'll go to Leon and, uh, then we'll start the Savior Camino, which is one I wanted to do, but what I was about to do, going to Oviedo and then doing the Primitivo, rolled it out. So, Then I'll do the Savior, which goes from Leon to Oviedo, and that's like five days, I think. So it's a a short one, 120 or something like that. And then from Oviedo, I will do the Primitivo. So that's going to be the next month. We'll look at, more than likely, you know, if I find a couple of nice places to take a a couple of days off in that month. Though, not, I guess that's not as big of a deal, because... Uh, the so days are gonna be shorter. I'm gonna, my goal is to, to follow the stages, to, to go easier. You know, to not push, to not get carried away in the doing. And, uh, yeah, to maybe actually walking a little slower. Kind of, well, I don't think I'm walking that slow, but still, uh, I am walking slower than yesterday, this morning, so maybe around like a 4k pace which would mean like, you know, five, maybe between five and six hours uh, of an average for days. Maybe seven when you have a really mean climb, but more or less. I think it'll be around five to six hours per day. And uh, yeah, if that's the case, you know, being very gentle on my downhills, uh, you know, really keeping my knees in check. I see a lot of older people, you know, with knee problem and a bunch of young ones too, so... Uh pretty much that's uh that's a cardinal rule, you know. Your feet is of course you know number one but I think the knees are close are close second. Anywho. So that's that's what I'm doing. And today I'm going to Santinilla del Mar, uh which is about forty K. So pretty much uh everybody that Left from Guemes yesterday with me, most of them are going to be will have stayed in uh Will have stayed in, uh, in Santander, so they're not going to be making that distance. So in those two days, which I'm left on the North Camino, I may possibly not meet a single soul that I have met. I have met back and forth which leads me to another transition between uh, this Camino and then what I'm about to start at uh, basically the next month, and that is a uh, drum roll <laughs> boom, boom. that I am uh, planning on being in silence, either when I arrive tomorrow or when I start the following morning. And for the whole time until I was here, I'm to be in silence. Uh, yes, it's, I have talked a lot. I'm still planning to do the podcast. To me, that's not the same. Uh, and of course, unless there is nothing really that I have to say, and then it may just be a very short and sweet diary entry, you know, about what's happened. You know basic uh, recounting of the day the previous day's event or that morning and uh, but yeah, that for me is not the same. just it will be a silent communal Camino with my fellow pilgrims and uh, no opinions, no comments, no suggestions, no correction, nothing I think think of remembering Teresa you know when i when she was doing this amazing job translating on the fly, you know, live translating to to what Bernard was saying on a talk at the at the Alberg in Gwemmes. And not only actually she had said it right, but she looked, you know, confused and I jumped in and I was like, Hey, this is this is what the answer is, which was actually wrong <laughs> what I said. So it was very, very interesting. Okay, let's see here. Uh Phil Collins, Collins? I have no idea why the fuck they are talking about Phil Collins going to Turkey. Anywho. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening here. Okay. Uh, okay, let me see here real quick, guys. go. Okay, that is right. Okay, I'm good. So uh I have enjoyed, you know, I really enjoyed talking to Alejandro. I mean, we had that interaction when I arrived. We had a drink together. Very, very sweet. Uh, it felt very, it was very enjoyable. And then, uh, later in the evening, came back later for whatever he was doing. Some kind of workout. And then he called dinner and then we ended up chatting. I ended up singing the first verse of Amazing Grace and he really wanted me to sing. It came up as we were talking about church. And, uh, And this morning again for breakfast, because he went uh, with some friend to do some rock climbing and some hiking today. So he was going to spend the night, he had a sleeping pad and his backpack, and was going to spend time in nature. Anyhow, very sweet man. Actually, the topic of religion came up when he asked me about, you know, if I was going to the churches. And I was like, yeah, I do, you know, because to me, I still view religion, you know, though it's... It's uh it's a mixed bag of nuts when it comes to uh, uh when it comes to how I view it. You know, church is a loaded word, God is a loaded word, religion. You know, the loaded word dogma is a loaded word hold on, there's a guy in this doing morning walk. When I th- And uh, yeah, it's not easy. Um, Like I've mentioned before, you know, it's been at least about four years since I've last, uh, you know, participating in Mass and taking communion. So to me, it's, uh... anyway, I'm saying it's unlikely that I would go back to that somehow. It's not impossible, but it's unlikely. I didn't say highly unlikely, but it's unlikely the odds are definitely not in its favor. Which doesn't mean much of anything, really. But there is a, definitely a negative connotation for my part. I have trouble with the ideology, some of its historical actions, from my understanding, in terms of where they have, uh, which sides they have taken, even more so here in Spain, you know, with Franco in the civil war. Uh, so... But I do, you know, it is still, I guess, here is where, not the confusion, but where it gets more complicated. Because I still see religion and churches as bridges. You know, you don't go into a church to do shopping, to chat, or to make out with a girl. You know, sometimes it's to reflect, to, to, there is something, something different inside of you that a church can really be a conducive element by which and through which you may be able to induce um a different quality of being because of what it symbolizes and you know what it's been used by people and the the, the cultural understanding so for me it is a valuable you know it is a valuable spiritual currency though you know painted you know though kind of dirty in a way But, you know, that's, you know, it's a mixed bag of nuts. It is what it is. But I am somebody from the West, you know, from the Occidental West, and, uh, you know, being from France, and this is my cultural, uh, spiritual connection. You know, I relate more to Buddhism, but I am not. You know, I'm not Indian, I'm not from Tibet or Nepal, uh, or, or Thailand, or all of those places where you know, it is part of their cultural DNA, so it has a different meaning. its symboli- It symbolizes something in a stronger and possibly a clearer way than a Buddhist temple ever will. You know, like me being a French and being a white man, those things are going to strongly influence part of the understanding of who I am And my place in life and what life means. So it's not the Bible. It's not the whole truth. But it is. It is consequential. You know. I am a man. And that's it. I will never be able to know what it's like to be a woman. It doesn't matter whether I'm interested or not. So they are conditional uh, parts of what life is. And so this religion, the Catholic Church, you know. What my understanding is, there is something that's imprinted in me, and uh, there's no getting around that. But I am uh, conflicted about it. So, monasteries less. You know, monks are, are class, to me, that's a part than your run-of-the-mill religion. To me, it is. So, I view them differently. I view a monastery differently, which is, you know... uh. You know, not that it's holy, that's sacred, but there's something that I have more respect toward those people who decide to dedicate themselves to contemplation, to, and some of course, you know, I don't know for sure. I'm not a monk. I have never lived in that community. And even if I did, it still would not give me, uh, the funda- the necessary foundation to, to ascertain exactly, you know, what it's actually about. But, you know from reading Thomas Merton you know th- there is something that can be very conducive to to enrich enhance and better one's spiritual internal egoless practice and uh, you know like extension of the cross my favorite saint so i guess you know there's something else you know like religion like masturbation there are a few things to me that I am conflicted about, you know, very very far from the from the black and white. So, uh, so yeah, we talk, we touch on that, but I still, you know, I still value its symbol, its uh, figurative symbol. No, no, it's literal. I really do not have respect for the church as a liberal, as a literal uh, societal uh, symbol. I have no respect. There's just uh you know if you, if you consider yourself the moral lighthouse of a society and you have those uh, you know like the cases of pedophilia and honestly to me the whole thing with homosexuality is ridiculous. I have never believed in that. And this freaking obsession with uh, abortion and uh, so much emphasis on the unborn, you know fetus and I'm not debating you know, that it's a life and I'm not debating the right for that or, or that there's value in the argument. Sure. But what about people in jail? What about all those unwanted, the undesirable? Where is the fight there? I, I just don't, I don't see moral fiber in its behavior. And for me, it is not a model that is worth following. So again, that's where the complication comes in. Uh, like I said, it's unlikely that I would go back to church in a way that I did before, like uh, in a way where my belief would become faith. And uh, I was really interested, you know, I was really investing myself, but the faith part never, took, never happened, never took root. So, and that's okay, you know, to each his own. You know, for some people, it's something that's meaningful and it works. And that's great, good for you. But for me, it is unlikely that it's going to be my path. So, anyway, so we talked about that. And then out of that, I talked about me enjoying to sing the hymn, Amazing Grace. And he ended up uh, making me, uh making me the big word, but he was like, please, you know, yeah, sing, sing it for me. I didn't sing the whole song. I just really, I just sang the first one, ended up shutting my eyes and then just, uh, uh. And then uh, did a, what I called a nice rendition. Actually <laughs> turned out he speaks some English too, a little bit, I'm not sure how much. I just found out that this morning. So anyway, it was a very enjoyable, uh, really enjoyable time with him, and uh, yeah, and mostly, you know, chill there. I watched the movie Worth with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, Stanley Tucci, but uh, it's uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, it was like this kind of commission that was created to, indemn- uh, to create, to, 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 give basically indemnities to victims of people who had died in the, in the 9-11, uh, terrorist attack. And I'm sorry, I've got to put the quote in quote here. Uh, because for sure the U.S. made a big point of that and I'm not denying it, but there's a lot of crap the U.S. has done that it does not qualify as terrorist act. Like the Bay of Pig, like putting Pinochet in power, like a lot of things, you know, but that's, that's foreign policy, you know. So there is a definitely hypocrisy going on in there. So I have trouble when somebody, you know, again, claim the higher moral ground. Actually, I was almost going to forget that, but that was a, that was a big part of uh, my first attempt at recording the podcast. The, I am having more and more problem with, uh, with the word, uh, morality. I guess this is, uh, está usted entrando en Ayutamiento de Santa Cruz de Bestana. Uh, but I guess this is where I'm heading, yeah? Hola, hola, buen día. Buenos días. El camino, eh? Por ahí, eh? Gracias. And uh, as I was talking to Alejandro, I don't remember, he ended up making a statement which kind of implied a certainty about something, basically kind of a black and white, like it's right or it's wrong. And I realized my my natural inclination, which I went with, was to basically challenge that. And uh, I think for me, it is something that stands out whether I do it and I'm actually catching myself sooner and sooner and sooner and more often. So I am, I could say, less asleep at the wheel when it comes to that arrogance that somehow claim that I can state categorically that something is or isn't right. And uh, it is bothering me more and more and more when I do it. And it also is uh, problematic, controversial when other people are doing it though no not at the same degree because they are not my responsibility i am so for me it's more relevant but if i have what i would call the meaningful connection with another human being then it's something that i would you know i would uh, challenge kind of like with uh alan the other night at dinner and i really was surprised when i challenged him by he said you know i'm not religious but i'm spiritual and uh, to me, it was like, yeah, there was a red flag, and I challenged him. And he, surprisingly, I have to say, I, well, I'm really uh, blown away, because uh, Bulldog, my French buddy that I, did a, that I did a bunch of the Camino with in 2019, uh for him, it's just like, it's not going to go anywhere, and so is it with asparagus. It's like, religion, don't even get me started. You know, there is this, it's a very emotionally charged word and I'm not you know, I'm not interested like in uh, convincing anybody I don't really have a stake in it either way but the, the the idea of that certainty or not to appreciate that there are other things at play here as to why why are you so invested in making it a point you know and that certainty and uh so with alejandro you know when he when he stated that it was just interesting and then naturally basically interjected and then challenged him and you know he took it in stride it it just went very nicely and i think maybe he appreciated the the poignancy of that moment and maybe 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 the silliness of uh of claiming and my hope is that for some people to start to appreciate what it actually does to oneself when you are speaking in black and white i find it very restricting and uh yeah uh, i do not enjoy it so not that i know what people should do you know not that i'm saying that they're right or wrong but if i am having a nice conversation and those will be red flags then I will address, then I will interject and contribute something. And then people, you know, do with it what you want. That's not my responsibility. But uh at least you know the potential possibility, well there's kind of like a double double there, uh that, that person might be open to that. Might realize, you know that person get she get caught off guard. That the person gets caught off guard. And being willing to entertain a different angle, you know not that what i 'm saying is right, but it 's like huh, I've never thought about it that way and uh i do i 'm not saying it with arrogance, but I do find that in a lot of conversations, conversation uh, though i don't bring an answer you know i don 't uh, it 's not about correcting it 's not about right and wrong, but that uh what i end up contributing is something different than what people are used to like what the way alan which was so candid his response it was really surprising i mean we are talking about somebody who is uh um 60 70 years old you know i saw an old fart and then just being like huh i never thought about it that way and uh that was just uh what a refreshing surprise also was nice for me to see you know that you know you can get really old and still being open not be calcified in your mind i guess figuratively and literally because a lot of people have calcification which is part of the issue with uh, alzheimer uh, you know narrowing less circulation and then just uh, the brain becomes faulty on that level well one of them anyway i'm sure there are many 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 nuances when it comes to alzheimer Forgive give that little kind of pun that I indulge myself is, in, so, yeah, so here I am, you know, so I'm going to get a, about a 40k in today, uh, we'll see, it's supposed to maybe rain, but again, we are so near the coast that uh, things can fluctuate, so it's a lot of clouds, don't have my sun hat on, though I had it when I started, but it is overcast. Well, it's overcast, where it counts. I can still see the blue sky, but uh, the sun is hidden for now. So, unlike and in uh, Andalusia or in Extremadura, where it is uh, really pounding, here we have uh, awesome weather. So, we'll enjoy that. And onward I guess. And I think for now that is enough. So, my friend, I wish you a beautiful day. Beautiful Camino and Ultreya. Let's go. Okay, let's see <laughs> what I get done here. Sorry, guys. Is uh... Well, I guess you don't even know what I'm talking about. So there we go. Okay, I am there. I'm told the grocery store that I wanted to go to. There we go. Well, ah no no, she's right. Okay, good, good, good. Riddle. I mean, this lady I just asked about it, and she's telling me that it's open. When Google Maps tells me it's closed until Monday, but she's saying it's going to open in ten minutes. So perfect. I'll be able to buy some fruit. Uh, yeah, get some. Uh, there we go. And then get some basic grocery done. So they have a microwave here, and they can keep stuff in the fridge for me. So. Uh, so hang in there, guy. Menu. Oh, it's interesting. They have children menu. So I'm kind of seeing those menu. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> okay. So uh, here I am in uh, Santillana del Mar. So Santillana del Mar is a very touristic town. Even today with a overcast sky, and of course we're still outside of. Uh, outside of the season i'm going by a bakery here uh interesting i'm looking for the way to connect i think it's going to be here to sorry, oh, yeah i'm actually heading okay all right i'm no i'm good i'm good all right i thought i was going the wrong way but no 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 it's actually closer Closer than I thought to the albergue. So, I thought the place was closed, but the lady told me it's open, so I'm heading there now. So, today, today, yes, I did get wet, my feet were like a fishy kind of, the kind of wet skin, but, um, you know, uh, mostly all asphalt, so we've definitely left uh, the Basque Country. Uh, a little more urban walking but nothing 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 too crazy I guess Uh, some up and down but quite gentle and uh, I did get tired today uh, earlier on and my pack felt heavy which was really weird you know because pretty much the same old same old so not quite sure you know that uh, what was going on and even now i feel tired i can feel my leg which is really the first time and today's doesn't make sense so what i'm thinking is there's something else going on so i'm gonna get the groceries the guy told me that even though we don't have a fridge like for the pilgrim who do their own stuff he'll keep my uh my stuff in a fridge so i'm gonna get the usual suspect and uh yeah. And then tomorrow, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow, Sunday, and then I will, uh, when I get to where I'm getting, I'll figure it out. Then I'm going to get that, and we'll chill um, for the rest of the evening. Maybe do a little language, and then find a movie to watch. <laughs> and uh, so, actually, uh, after I got all my shower done, I saw the, the French couple, even Virginie, who... Uh, just arrived, and it was just like, you are here? Anyway, and they left like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know, about 45 minutes I get before I did. Yeah. And But they are, of course, you know, they are older, and they have any knee problem, so... And of course, not that it fucking matters, you know, the whole thing about how far you're going, and you are you going faster than me, and, you know, all that stuff. You know, this is so fucking irrelevant, but... Yeah, for some people it's just something that that gets their that get them going. So I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't have it anymore. I could have had a little fun, you know. But uh it was cool to see them. And then I saw Valentin. Uh, my first uh, first attempt at making this recording. The young French red-bearded uh, Valentin uh, just arrived. So. Not sure what happened to him. I mean, where were we together? There was uh, after Bilbao. So where did I go after Bilbao? Can I remember? No, that was at Laredo. So that was before Laredo. Oh, in Pobenia, in Pobenia. I mean, it kind of got quiet, so I gave him space. Possibly, you know, the exchange we had that morning, which was very nice might have been it for for that Anyhow so I Found a guitar here did play a little bit, but I am tired. So I don't have the energy I'm, I'm just gonna chill tonight. Yeah, my legs. I just can't believe I'm feeling my legs like that That is so freaking weird. But anyhow It is what it is So well, if you like a very cute, uh, architectural, well-preservable town, Santillana del Mar is uh, definitely for you, uh, adult tourism. So, like I say, I'm going to go look for that grocery store, if it is open, but I don't know why the local lady would not know that. And, uh... I'm going to chill. I'm spacing out. I'm tired. So on that note, but I'm alive, I'm well, and I will uh, live it at that. So hope you're doing well. I guess uh, have a beautiful Saturday. Until next time.